It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Look at my right side. I freaking have a herpes outbreak on my neck, so I'm going to sit like this the entire. That's that's radio gold. Herpes on the neck. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Will we? Do you yes, really want to talk about and it? Some other stuff, some fight stuff. Uh, what? Man, herpes, I, scales. Gage, I feel like we could put like a little fucking Bluetooth speaker with Adam's face on it. It would be much better than looking at this the whole time. Bro, I, uh, really? That's the effort that you're going to make with the background right there? That That's it? You're going to shoot from a low to high angle, making your head look like the fucking... What do you want to do? Now it looks like you're trying to seduce me. (laughs) This fucking bedroom. Give me the bedroom eyes right now. (laughs) This is going to be a world record for MMA Roasted of the most awkward and strange conversation of all time. Solid notes, though. Solid notes before the show. Speaking in your hieroglyphics Uh, that don't make any fucking sense to anybody except for yourself. But links. Do you see the links? Solid links. Are we somebody to somebody told, told me, the, I'm going to ask you, I'm asking you politely, Adam, quit asking Mayhem about prison. I politely, like, <laughs> I got scared on a YouTube comment. It's <laughs> like, interesting that you, that you um, make that connection. <laughs> a lot of people on the YouTube comments, they don't realize that you guys are actually really good friends. They think Adam is just like, he th- they think no. Adam is your co-host. Bro, and Adam, they just think that Adam is a complete piece of shit because he kind of is. And he like just <laughs> constantly like hammers me with just off the kilter questions that just don't make any sense to anything. And just shit that comes out of nowhere to try to, I don't know, make me feel bad about myself. But I can't. But I can't feel bad about myself. My ego is just too damn big, bro. I'm just too much of a superstar to let you drag me down to your level. <laughs> has, has the show started yet? The yeah, show, yeah. The show's been going for like 45 minutes, bro. Yeah. Welcome to MMA Roasted. I'm Mayhem. I'm Ween Dog. And we're doing a damn show with Adam in a box. What's up? He's in What's Vegas. Up? Go ahead, Adam. In Vegas. What's up, people? Uh, I am in Las Vegas uh, doing comedy all week. At uh, at the Strat, but we're gonna give you a podcast anyway because we love you guys, and we love this podcast, and I love Meg Ween Dog. Uh, the show last night was a, uh, you know, it's one of those shows where I don't know, man. Have you ever get nervous sometimes when people come into like watch your fights that you know? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, a little bit, a little was, bit of nerve, nerve butterflies going on, nerves. I, I feel well, there was like right now. There was people that I knew like scare. With his family, and he's seen me like four or five times. And then there was like a couple fighters that have seen me, and this and that. And like I wanted to perform extra well by doing that. I was putting extra pressure on myself and not living in the moment. I was trying too hard. 
I don't know if you can relate. Have you had any fights that you've had where you wanted so much to win that you didn't actually just let yourself allow oh, it? I thought you were talking about sexually. Like, you go before, you know, so excited that it's like 30-second well, yeah, go. That too. But you ever have a fight mm. like that where you it's so hard to win that you didn't allow yourself to actually – it took you a while to get going? Yeah, for sure. Undoubtedly. I think that – it happens to a lot of guys, Adam. Is it like nerves or what? Yeah, I think I it's like it's nerves slash you want something so well that you don't allow yourself sometimes to do it. It's like you just you know you, it's like you you stop trusting that what you did so far to get you there is going to do fine. So you feel like you have to try extra hard to bolt when sometimes you have to just like scale back. So it's like vomit on your sweater already, mom spaghetti. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. It's exactly what I was trying to say. But uh, once I settled down and just trusted, and then I was like having fun, and it was a good time. The, the night before, though, uh, in Michigan, there was a drunk woman who was just like, I'm about to go on stage, and this comic gets off, and he's like, this fucking lady in the middle, she won't stop talking. And I, I saw, I knew going out. And I see her, and she's like, woo, and talking to her friends really loud. And her husband's there. And I'm like, dude, is this your wife? And he's just, the husband embarrassed and in like a no-win situation. And I've been there with women before. I've been on the husband's team where the girl's out of control. And it's a pretty shitty situation because you're with your girl, but she's embarrassing you. And you kind of want to tell her to shut up. Don't want her to. Have you ever had that before, Mayhem? Yeah, I guess. I mean, not at a comedy show. You know, usually I'm the one fucking up. What are you proposing? Did you put this lady in the middle row I did. the front headlock? Is that what, what no, happened? I, I got her to quiet down. Did a and, middle school uh, single leg on her? Like, what? What? what you got? How did you oh, come? No. How did you squash the heckler? Please, you know what? This is like, uh, you know how I'm always doing instructionals on MMA Roasted? This is a great for up-and-coming comics because I've I seen you put the kibosh on hecklers before. What was your strategy What was your strategy on this one? It's a lot of different ways, you know? It's like one way is like the rope-a-dope where you let the heckler get off and, and you say something back and then he thinks he got you and then you get everyone else to laugh at a couple more jokes. Then when you're not expecting it, you pound on them. Usually at <laughs> yeah. like the very end. And then say so, you goodnight. So you're That's, saying you pounded on this guy's wife for for how long? I, for for 25 minutes. It was the longest <laughs> sex I've had. <laughs> in, in this particular situation, though, I was like, uh, I was saying, look, I'm like, you're really hot. Uh, right? She's a very attractive girl. So you got three more years of acting like this before everyone leaves. Uh, and <laughs> so I, I kind of gave her some bombs, and I, but I made her laugh to the point where I'm like, listen, because people were getting mad. They were like, shut up, just leave. Oh, that's the and worst. Like, I'm like, everyone paid a lot of money to come here, which is not even true, and it was like twelve dollars. But but still, <laughs> but still, then the guy got up, and then the husband left, came back, and was like, oh, sorry, I was watching Tom Segura in the other room or something. Like. Um, <laughs> Oh, story so of then, our lives. So then I, I made him. I made his him the punchline. I was like, I, I made a couple more jokes about him. I, I can't see you guys anymore. What happened? Well, it kind of switches. Like we can't see you, and then yeah. you come on, and then you can't see Listen, us. Listen, bro, but, we're running oh, a top. Look, we're the guys over here doing the best that they can. But ultimately, this is still a podcast. Yeah. Okay, say no fucking. E Entertainment Studios. I'm not Ryan fucking Seacrest. I'm Mayhem fucking Miller, and this is MMA Roasted. Yes. Exactly. I have a question, Adam. I have a question. 
sure. for these comedy shows, I know there's a lot of fighters that come. Do you recognize all the fighters that come, or do you have to like secretly like, Google everybody in the audience so you don't like fuck up their names when they come introduce you like as a fighter? Uh, if I don't, I'll ask them. I'll be like, hey, uh, what's your name? Like, yeah, last night the guy was like, oh, my name's Michael, whatever. I'm like, oh, I'm a huge fan. So I kind of make it made it funny. Like I had okay. no idea who he was. But but he does have you have like this weird encyclopedic knowledge of fighters. You're the ultimate fanboy. You put Ariel Hawani to shame, really, because, you know, even the most obscure sons of bitches. And it's really impressed me. Me. I like remember a guy how he fights. You can remember his fucking facial tissue, what his girlfriend looks like. You know what I mean? What what size cup he wears? I don't know why you know that. But, you know, it's just kind of. You're really good at that, and and you bring you know the solid knowledge base uh, here to Ween's uh, obviously closeted gay and my MMA expertise. Yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes I'll bring up like I remember when uh, Leo Kunz show and uh, Leo Kuntz. And he was in a. Leo sounded like some. Yeah, it sounded Skype like you said Leo Cunt show. Yeah, I, I feel like delay. you're putting put some respect on the man's name, Leo Kuntz. So, so he he came to a show. And he actually had a show in Japan where the guy, uh, or I think it was in, uh, in Korea, and the, it was a fixed fight. They paid the guy to lose his opponent, and his opponent still won. Oh, no. And the guy went to, and the guy went to jail for, like, fixing a fight. He was supposed to lose and still won. So I was like, when he came to the show, I'm like, you can't even win a fixed fight. Like So, like, that was... That was hilarious. And then wow. Lauren, Mur- yeah, Lauren Murphy came to a show. And Lauren Murphy was a girl who, when she was like 23 years old, took she was a heroin addict, former drug addict, all kinds of problems, blew all her money. She she got her life straightened. And uh, and then she went to a jiu-jitsu class with her daughter. And then seven years later, she's ranked number like eight in the world. So I was like, kids, if you want to be a champion, do heroin. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Let's talk about, you know what? That brings up an interesting point that I've been thinking about because, all right, let, let's go. Nunez, right? Shivanko, mm-hmm. whatever. Am I saying it right? I think you got it spot on. All right. Shivanko, right? Who is like, ah, I like, very likable. With a stupid accent, speaks Spanish, <laughs> you know, Russian girl, definitely has taken some type of abuse in her past mm-hmm. and has just taken it out on all the, all the women in the division. I think the most interesting thing is that every once in a while, you'll just get these female Jesuses rising above the entire, uh, the rest of the field and just dominating. I, I don't know what the hell this is. I, I'm trying to get some more data before I really make my theory on it. But, but right now, the current working theory that I got in my head is that there are a limited pool of like elite athletes as far as like doing MMA and in the women's divisions, excuse me, in the women's divisions, I feel like the, the difference is way more pronounced than it is in the men's divisions because the men, the men a lot of time are of similar strength, but the women, sometimes you get an outlier who's just a beast of an athlete and knows all the techniques. And then she just has like a domination reign until she gets, I don't know, menopausal. And then suddenly she gets knocked the fuck out. So I don't know. I, I was wondering what you guys think about this, because that's my work in theory. Well, 
Oh, well, I think the talent the talent pool is a lot bigger with the men. I mean, that's number one. And then also the background. You know, like you really can't get a a person who starts like like that Lauren Murphy thing, MMA at like twenty two, and becomes ranked five in the world at twenty eight. You know, unless he uh, had some kind of background. And I think now with women's wrestling becoming huge in colleges, like, there's more women's college wrestling programs than there are. I think like women's gymnastics at this point mm-hmm. in college. I think you're going to get a lot of better women. I think I think it's going to catch up. But um, but but I think also, yeah, I, I think that Nunez is probably an example of you have to be well rounded. You can't just be good at one thing. I think Ronda Rousey was like the prototype of like you could be really good at one thing and just. Mm-hmm. Well, but she then, was like uh, she was like the woman's hoist crazy, like she like was the first woman to like really master one skill and like take it take it to the bank every time. On top of that, you got to think of it too. You know, from a marketing perspective, she's like a pretty woman, and the UFC was like kind of, you know, they they wanted to eke every last drop out out of that. And then when they had another pretty woman fighter who was excellent kickboxer. You know, she dethroned her. And then, you know, it goes on. And, and now we have, like, you know, a, uh, I don't know. I would call her a hot lesbian champion. Um, she has know. her hot Nunez. moments. Man, she Nunez. just got that. Man, Nunez just got that mm, aggressive face. If I was a woman, I would just let her eat me up. Yeah. Wait, I, she is a lesbian, right? Yeah. She's yes. uh, she's married yeah. to uh, Good. What's her name? Good. I don't want to be, you know, this is now that now that Wean Dog has come out to us on the last episode. Yeah. This is now <laughs> an LGBT friendly show. Yes. And I'd like to uh, welcome the embrace. Okay, not exactly the embrace, but I'd just like to welcome everybody to the show, regardless of your sexual gender identity. Don't matter. Yeah. All welcome here at MMA Roasted. Yeah, your Did sexual you ever, orientation uh, or or gender identity, I should say. Did you ever date Rhonda? Did you date Rhonda for- would you date Ronda Rousey? No, did you? Or did you? <laughs> this is the first time I'm hearing of this. So, <clears throat> if you did, I'm going to need some details. At least What's the news? The What's the news? <laughs> Adam, let's <laughs> jump right into the news. All right, you never, okay, got it. All right. First of all, first, oh, another thing. Oh, uh, God. Hey, by the way, we really missed you in studio. You know, I never drink those energy drinks you bring in, but I'm really itching for one right now. I got to tell you, it's really missing. And the production crew, bro, you're a superstar over here because production crew barely even talked to me. Pointed their nose up at me. These sons of bitches. Yeah. Swear to God. And they're probably cutting my mic out right now. So <laughs> let me just go ahead and not say that. Go ahead. What were you saying on a time? So I met this guy. So I was, uh, I was, I was flying through uh, LAX, by the way, which right now with the coronavirus is the worst. Nice. I'm, like, I'm so scared of, of getting and then giving it to my kid. Yeah. You know, that's the it's beyond scary. But I see this boxer named Jared Hurd. He's like ranked number one in the world, and I'm I'm a pretty I'm a decent boxer. I need to be bigger. So we start talking, and he's the nicest guy. You know, he beat Lara. We're talking about the whole Tyson Fury and this and that. And we're, you know, we're really getting along. And his girlfriend's there. And we're going through security. And I'm asking him some questions. And this fucking blonde hair, like, pretty girl goes, you're holding up the line. Well, you guys, this is bullshit. Will you guys hurry up? First, it's like 1 o'clock in the morning. It's like the wow. flight. Like, and I look at her like, 
All right, I'm going to ignore her. So I'm like, so Jared, who do you think is going to win the fight? You know, Pacquiao or this guy. She goes, can you believe this? Can you believe this? And then Jared was like, hey, you got to back up. You know, uh, we're having a conversation. There's no need to scream at us, right? And then she just starts screaming. And then I catch up to them, and I'm like, I'm so, damn white people. You know, uh, oh, well, was it a black girl? No, it was a, what a white What if it was girl? a black girl? Would okay. you, would, if she was like, hey, you holding up the line, would you like be like, okay, boomer? Or what, what, what No, I would not say no black people. I All was right. just. I was just trying to make a joke. But since she was a blonde lady, you were fine because it was Karen. Calm the fuck down, Karen. Yeah, okay. I I, I see where you're coming from. And then Jared was like, no, it's not all white people. It's just her. I'm like, I know. I'm kidding. Uh, I, too, am a self-hating honky. I'm sure, you know, there's some part of us, the inside, that really hates the white devil. You know, but I ain't going to know Louis Farrakhan rally. I'm not a self-hating honky, okay? Oh, oh, my bad. I was just trying to coin a phrase, you know. I I, I say that uh, the YouTube demographics hashtags are really hot right now. So if you call somebody a self-hating honky, you know what I mean? I feel like I know. get a little more traction. I've been, I've been cooking I, up a lot of ideas for the show to get us some more viewers, all right, uh, and more <laughs> listeners, okay? And I, think I know I'm going to get some. Uh, we should get T-shirts say "self-hating honky." <laughs> nah. Yeah. Okay. Fuck it. Nah, I'll print them. That's a that's a Mayhem Miller Industries exclusive. <laughs> sell them on Mayhem's website. Yeah, yeah. Sell them on MayhemMartialArts.com, which, by the way, is going gangbuster thanks to my crack team of detectives over there. Uh, uh, you know, I'm getting uh, booked for seminars right now. Getting booked for uh, you know doing some merchandise sales. Feeling really happy about it. I, I appreciate you guys helping me with that. By the way, anytime, so anytime. I have I have three more coaching out of my garage, right? And wait, 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 wait. Say that again. Jay Moore is coaching wrestling, okay? Jay my, Moore, yeah. the the life coach, and yeah, actor. And is, I was gonna, and I and I I was I was gonna call you to, to monitor. So, so like, so Mayhem sure. is monitoring Jay Moore. You're gonna be co- living coaching pre teenagers in, in the. In your garage. Okay, you're going to be living. That you want me living. to live in, but yes. I'm not living in that garage. But <laughs> second of all, okay, so so did it happen? Did you let this guy Yeah, yesterday. You? Yeah, yeah, it went really well. Mm. But I figured, you guys, I figured you could train people out of there. Yeah, yeah, that's what I want to do with my time is hang out in your garage. Mayhem would become like an urban legend be yeah. among the high schoolers. Like, I heard there's a ex-UFC fighter that lives in that garage. Yeah. He only comes out at night. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. It'll be you like I'm like the rat king from Ninja Turtles. Yeah. I just crawl up out the sewers and coach everybody, hold hand pads for everybody, do double legs, double-legged middle schoolers through the universe. Yeah. It'll be All like right. it'll be like Cobra Kai 3, the real Cobra Kai. Yeah. Like, man, like son of a bitch. Who's ever been elbow to the face? <laughs> Nobody who wants a roundhouse kick to the face when I'm wearing these bad boys? Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. What the you don't hell? think you'd be great? Yeah, it would be fantastic. Yeah, the cops would be there immediately. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> you got yeah, your notes? Yeah. I, I got my notes somewhere. All right. Okay. So, uh, first of all, let's, I want to talk about a couple fights that went on. Uh, this guy who came to my show last night, this guy, Max Roschel, he's undefeated, 6-0, and wrestled in college. He's a beast, a monster. He's, he's uh, fought. He, he, he's, he's in Vegas exclusively over at Drysdale's gym. 
You talking which, about? Uh, you said Rochalt, right? You said yeah, Ra- yeah. Rashalt, but I think his name is Rochalt, right? Okay. I don't know. But, you know Listen, I I don't have an English degree, so I could but, be wrong. So um, he won his fight in Titan FC. He threw a, a really slick submission. I want I want to show you this, man, because I get excited to hear your point of views on this. Yeah, yeah. Let's see the Titan FC Max Rochalt. He's six and zero, and. Uh, so what is he doing here? Yeah. So, th- I mean, this is a basic arm and guillotine. Really, the beauty of it, and I wanted to tell the guy, that's why I wanted to talk to the guy in production. If you could run it back real quick, the beauty of this technique is how he gets into it, okay? Because the, this part, I mean, that's just some damn brute strength, pretty much. It, the slickness of it comes at the beginning as he, like, has this front headlock situation. You know, you'll see here in a moment. Uh, and, and I think the, yeah, him... This front headlock, and if you notice how he's got his hands gripped, okay, it's similar to a Darce, except he's got his hands gripped, like, right around, like, the guy's scapula. So that makes it so that when he falls back to this position here, okay, you guys are giving me epilepsy. Okay, when he falls back (laughs) into this situation here, all right, yeah, now the angle is so that it's like kind of like a baseball bat choke, you know, like the classic thing where they, you know, the guy jumps behind and strangles Ooh. the dude with the bat. Yeah, this is like the tightest it could be. I mean, he was done right here. Yeah, that's one of those things where for the weight class, this dude's arms are so long and he's strong that, man, this dude didn't have a chance once those – uh once that got sunk in. Yeah, that, that was a fantastic submission. Now, I, I wonder – What's going to happen when he fights guys that are a lot better wrestlers? Then we'll see him tested. You know, I, I could tell that that guy's front headlock defense was not elite. You know, he he he. But that guy was a black belt. Yeah, jujitsu. That's what I'm saying. But this style of like kind of wrestle foo. You know what I mean? It's like jujitsu mixed with wrestling because there's no way. A lot of jujitsu schools you don't even run into guys who have this dominant front headlock position because in jiu-jitsu, you don't use this. You don't use a front headlock that much. This guy definitely knows the front, his way around a front headlock. And once he like locked that in, man, it was like an anaconda, you know, he just like slowly crushing. You could see it right there. Wow, yeah. Yeah. And, the, and I mean, if you look at the dudes like next to each other, you can tell that this guy is like a lot bigger human being. And so it's a lot harder to get your neck out of there when a guy probably, he probably outweighs him by at least, you know, eight pounds. That, that eight pounds makes a difference. He's also six and zero versus a guy that was like five and four. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it seemed like well, they were, I mean, they were, obviously, look, Titan FC is not dummies. They have like great guys that are that are they're uh, you know marketing this dude. He's obviously very talented, and uh, oh, it's Roykstop, by the way. We're we're, we're saying we're calling him Roykstop. Yeah, it, uh, Roykstop, right? Like that. Uh, remember that band Rock. back in the day? Anywhere I go, there's always something to remind me. That's nah. that's. Yeah, that, that's the oh, same name. It's the same. If you Google this fucking Roikstop, really? Yes, fucking. Oh, I, I'm just. Yeah, it is a good. He song. does not look like he's six foot one too. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, but so don't you think they anyway. should tell you what they weigh during the fight? Yeah, but why would they do that? 
Like, what are they gonna do? What are they gonna do? Weigh them, weigh them on the like on that little uh, entrance where John Jones always squats down. They're gonna like yeah. right there at the top of the thing. You have one of those like uh, beef and poultry wares, you know, From like six hundred pound, some type of like uh, like uh, at a at a truck stop. You gotta roll through real slow if you got a semi. But, but just for betting purposes, don't you think they should like? If I know one guy's one ninety. And the other guys no. won No, because so. then when, what we'll do with, like, carnival guessers like me who can, ah, that guy weighs about eight more pounds. You know, I'm good at that game. So it'll totally eliminate uh, a, a whole market for me by telling who's the fattest dude in this uh, room right now. Me, by the way, that right guy, now. that boxer, that boxer, Jared Hurd, loses 40 pounds before his fights. Yeah. 40. Uh, damn, 40. Like- well, what? Wait, I, I didn't even ask. I don't know this guy. What what weight what weight does he fight at? One fifty eight, I think it is, and he weighs oh, around wow. one one ninety eight. I mean, I get one fifty six, one ninety six. Yeah. I mean, because I was like, he goes, "How much weight do you think I lose?" I go forty pounds. He goes, "You're the first guy to guess that right." I'm like, "Well." Well, it's not <laughs> uncommon, and you've been around the sport a lot, and so you know, yeah. you know that that we like. Bro, sometimes you know you got to cut some weight, and and to be the biggest human being in the ring at the time, you know, it, it really helps you out, you know. So it's like a whole different, whole different world. The weight cutting. A lot of people have. A, when I tell them that how much weight I would cut and like, you know, what what I would do, they would call me fucking crazy. Unless you're in the sport, you you know, you don't realize the the secret in the sauce. I told Benil Darius that uh, you we, that you said he was great, and he goes, "I love that madman." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we we definitely we had some fun. We had some fun ones. I love that guy too. It's great. Yeah. The, uh, the one guy that made you look normal hanging out with you was Cr Baduzara. Yeah, Cr Baduzara. <laughs> I called him the Afghani mayhem because this dude was a madman. And I'm like, yeah, he really like he pumped up the volume. That guy. Uh, I know. He was, he, he was like, he made everybody nervous except for me. Like, I thought he was just, you know, I thought he was casual. Because you got to understand what this dude, he comes from Afghanistan, and they they fled the Taliban, and he's got to be pissed that there, there's a peace accord with the Taliban right now. So his family, okay, they said that, I don't know, they were trying to extort his family. His family left Afghanistan to Holland, because they're running away from the Taliban. Now, if you're like an Afghani growing up in damn Amsterdam, I'm going to have to say, you you know, you might not be the best Muslim all the time, right? I mean, it's a a pretty crazy place to to experience life. And, you know, he just is a... You know, knockout power in both hands. Great kickboxer. And but the night you took him to my show, he was like going to jump off a bridge. Yeah, remember? No, but let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. That that was he was really fucking with me because he was going to jump off the bridge because of the time that we were in Amsterdam and uh, we uh, I'll just we ate some Ian McCall's right. <laughs> And and my and my idea right was to hey let's go on this boat tour uh, around the harbor and he's like I, d- I don't think that's a good idea and I said no nah, it's a great idea and we're doing it because you know I was on that Ian McCall shit yeah and um bro I got like halfway out out of the, I we we're crawling around the canals and I 
I, I guess I had this uh, Italian job type boat ride in mind, you know, where you're zooming around with Jason Statham. But instead, what I got was Larry the Lazy Tugboat going about two miles an hour <laughs> through this shitty canal, right? And I was fucking pissed. And then I was, the, the McCall shit started coming on, and I was like, ah, ah, I can't take this, bro. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump off and and the canal it was about like a it felt like it was like a foot I could jump from the boat back to land mm-hmm. and I was like I'm gonna do it I'm just gonna jump back and he's like no no my friend you do not do it the water <laughs> is very dirty and you will die I'm telling you if you do it you will die and he eventually convinced me I had a fantastic time because we got out into the harbor and I stopped feeling so claustrophobic and I like, man, I, you know, I had this like elated godlike experience where I connected with mother earth and, uh, you know, and all the weird looking people on the boat, but he was fucking with me. Because later, when we were at your show, the time that I said I was going to jump into the disgusting E. coli-laden water, and he convinced me not. He wanted me to convince him not to jump. It was was like a big-ass bridge. And he's like hanging there, and you're like, don't do it, don't do it. And then I body-locked him and pulled him back over to... Oh, my God. Yeah, he he crawled out. He I know, yeah, he put both feet out and was leaning out like he was going to... You know how the... I'm sure you've been there? Well, in Long Beach, it. in the Laugh Factory, where where there's like an overpass. It's, it's only like two stories, but I mean, it's enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I body locked him and dragged him back on it. Bless his heart. Bless his heart. Oh, it was so funny. How, yeah. By the way, yeah. um, didn't didn't you guys go to like the red light district when you guys were in Amsterdam? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the red light district? <laughs> Have you ever been? I've been to the one in uh, Bulgaria. No, Bulgaria. Listen, man, Bulgaria couldn't even hold a a candle to the Amsterdam red light district. Was it Bulgaria? I was in somewhere. (laughs) Oh, please please don't be daydreaming about prostitutes on the on the podcast, bro. Maybe it was Brussels and like I I wanted to tell the girl jokes. And do like a kamikaze comedy in like a whorehouse. Yeah, finally I, somebody would laugh. <laughs> then I whipped out a, I whipped out a camera. And they almost fucking killed me. And Why then I just had a camera because <laughs> I wanted to film it and then oh. play it like a prostitute. I would just tell a oh joke. Oh my! <laughs> oh my! I heard God. they make you wear condoms. What kind of bullshit is that? Well. Dude, bro, right, you, you really want to podcast? All right, so on. now let me just stop the podcast again. You're going to bring the podcast to a screeching halt to talk about your uns- unsafe sex practices, weed. I- I'm going to just go ahead and say it's a bad idea to be raw dogging hookers. Okay, okay. I'm just going to go on record of it's a terrible idea. But if you're paying like five hundred dollars to have sex with a girl, I want to go in there raw, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't, you want to die, huh? Like, is that the days. plan? If I'm going to die, I want it to be from an Amsterdam hooker. Yeah. <laughs> Not from natural causes. But, bro, like, do you know that, like, sex diseases is, like, the most terrible death? I mean, you're not going to be dying, you know, like Vin Diesel. You're going to be dying. <laughs> you're going to be dying like yeah. Matthew McConaughey in the Buyers Club, bro. 
Uh -huh. all... You don't want to get hurt. You don't want to get herpes on your neck. I do have herpes on my yeah. neck. Whoa! Wait, time out. You got herpes what? on your neck. Well, all right, well, since you brought it up, <laughs> I watched a video on YouTube about this trans man. You caught herpes from a YouTube video? I'll, I'll, this is a very <laughs> elaborate Sorry, story. Go ahead, I'm going to turn it into a screenplay. All right. Uh, I watched a video on this trans man. So it was a woman who transitioned into a man. And the woman, she was very, very feminine, petite, you know, probably like 90 pounds. And then she started taking testosterone. And over two years, she like turned into Chris Cyborg, dude. She got, she got this full beard. And I was like, oh my God. So there's something to this testosterone stuff. So what I did is I went on Amazon and bought as much natural testosterone boosters as I possibly could. And you probably shouldn't be taking as much as I'm taking right now because I'm having some side effects. So along with that, I also bought like this beard growth serum off the black market. And since I've been using it, I've been like, my skin has been turning into like scales in the morning. I have to like put on super advanced like diabetes lotion for people who are diabetic or whatever it is. And I'm, my face is burning a lot. I have, it's very, I don't know if that's from the testosterone or from the oils that I bought off the black market. Um, but yeah, that's my uh, herpes outbreak on my neck, my head. I put freaking orange makeup on my forehead this morning because I'm like very embarrassed about this. But I'm going to keep going until I see like some noticeable changes at least in my facial okay. hair. This is a terrible idea all the way all around, right. Wayne. Yeah. I'm scared for you, bro. You're really like doing an eBay Petri dish type situation. I am. I am. Where you're just like trying to like figure out like yeah. all why, bro? I mean, everybody are you like, is wait, on testosterone. You... I have a low testosterone count. I already know that. So, so basically, you're a male to male transitioning? I'm a male to a <laughs> mailer trans transitioning. Right, thing right, right, why, yeah. why the beard? Why are you, what, you can't get a beard? Well, yeah, ever since I've been watching our videos on YouTube, I'm very self-conscious of like my actions and how I look on the podcast. Like, I have a very weak chin and... Uh, I, I have a very bad posture, I notice. That's why I'm trying to focus on sitting up straight. And I notice yeah. out, of the, out of nowhere, I'll just start bobbing my head up and down for no reason. So I'm trying to like work on these things. Are you reading the conscious. fucking comments? Is that I am reading the comments on? and I'm uh, very, very uh, enthusiastic about changing my life. Comments will make you crazy, bro. I'm telling you right yeah. now. Yeah. Isn't that what happened with you? Someone called you OJ Simpson and you flipped out? No, yeah, you're taking it way out of context. But yeah, that was like a, a Twitter comment that happened a, a million years ago, and I was so fucking mad about it. You're right, you're right. I like how you like take out one, extract one little piece of imp. Classic Adam. Yeah. Classic Adam. Well, and what's the deal behind you, bro? Are you like trying to seduce us right now? Show room. us, show it's us your nice room at the Strat. Nice room. I mean, well, okay. Right. Yeah. I got you the honeymoon suite. Well, I'm glad. Look, I'm glad you you brought all this up. Uh, the next segment that we got going on, okay? I, I feel yes. like me and Ween have taken over the show since you're not in town. You're over there at the right. Strat holding yeah. it down. We'd we'd like to ask you a question about this uh, this picture right here. I mean, I figured the the best thing we could do. <laughs> And if we can make sure to show the audience. Yeah, guys. I haven't seen it yet. I got, yeah, I got okay, to see great, this. great. All right. Put it up on this. Go, really so go ahead. Let's, let's talk about this story. Let, tell us a story about this picture there, Mr. Hunter, if that is your That's true hilarious. name. That's when I got uh, arrested for selling weed, uh, some testosterone. Wait, 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 wait. You cut out for a second. Yeah, we, you're, you're, you're some kind of steroid dealer. I got arrested huh? for selling weed, some, uh, some fake beard uh, some stuff. Fake beard oil. Get the fuck I, out of here. That's you not even a bunch. I don't know what. That's like a YouTube video that you guys. What do you put in the corner? 
Get the fuck out of here. Don't try to say that's not a mugshot. That's a fucking mugshot. I have no good authority that that is your real mugshot, and I'm not the criminal here. You are. It looked like I'm, I'm just about to bust. Like, I'm like, yeah. I just Can I see that shot really quick? What, Can I see that really yeah, quick? I haven't seen it yet. Tell us what you... Oh! Oh, my just God! Just take it off. Just take it off. That's, that's the worst. You're, 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 dude, you're bumming me out, bro. You're, this is like the worst. Oh, oh, you don't like how that feels? <laughs> you don't like how it feels? Is it interesting? My, how the tables have turned. It's so funny because you know what I was going to do to you, but I was like, I'm not going to do it. I was going to be like, Mayhem, uh, we're not going to talk about uh, you getting arrested anymore. Never going to do that. We have a new theme song to the show. And then I was going to play Bad Boys, Bad Boys. <laughs> we have the rights to the song. I drained my And then down. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do that. That's too mean. But after you fucking takes with that picture, I'm like, why didn't I fucking do that? Guy, <laughs> <laughs> nah, you already ruined the bit. You got to come up with a new one now. All right. Okay. Hey, let's, let's talk, talk about, about. Go ahead. Let's talk about. Okay. Spike, go ahead. Spike Carlisle against uh, Arlon Cruz. Um, now, this, whether we thought these shots were to the back of the head. First of all, I don't know where they found this guy, Spike Carlisle. He looks like Uriah Faber, like a ginger Uriah Faber slash Clay Guida. Uh, the alpha I, ginger. Yeah, yeah. This oh dude is a beast. God. Yeah. Yeah, they, um, these, man, this ground and pound is fucking badass. I, I got to admit, you know, I, I will say that, that his opponent didn't make much effort to get out of that mount position, <laughs> but I, probably because he was getting battered all up, all about the head and face. Uh, yeah, this, this dude is No, is that to the back of the head? What do you think? Oh, obviously. I mean, look, every time, every week we, we talk about it, we're the only ones who bring it up. When it happens, he, like he, the broadcast, Joe Rogan don't say shit about shots to the back of the head because why? Because it's something that is one of those accepted illegal moves. Like we're not going to talk about it because why? Because it's not like the referee can jump in there, you know, and then stop the whole fight when obviously this guy has the momentum, you know, and he's winning the fight. The, the, yeah, of course he hit him in the back of the head. But that's the business, you know. It wasn't intentional, you know. He wasn't going directly for it, but you know that's that's part of the game, you know. You if if you don't want to get hit in the back of the head, don't put yourself in that position. And this is coming from somebody who's been illegally punched in the back of the head way more than the average bear. So, you know, it's part of the business where if you put your head down in this bad position, the guy can, you know exercise his first amendment right to bash you in the back of the head and now how many times when they when you get hit in the back of the head how does that feel is it like <laughs> is it, i was wondering that is it, it like feels a like a fucking massage you know the closest i've never been knocked out but the closest that i ever been to knocked out was in training one time a guy had me in like the tightest headlock ever and i was getting pissed and i had jumped around to his back so you know he still had me in a headlock but i was basically on his back and i yanked my head out and suddenly i like yanked it like perfect out and bashed my head into like a plywood wall oh. behind me with no with no i know i was seeing stars i was singing the star spangled banner <laughs> there was tweety bird there you were there too you, you were the cowardly lion yeah. you were the scarecrow you know it, it was you know it was, i think harvey weinstein was there bill cosby bro it, you know getting hit in the back of the head is like the most dangerous 
I mean, it's like Did one of the most dangerous things. You ever get choked out totally in practice? Put yeah. To sleep? Oh, yeah, for sure. A multitude How many of times? times. I don't know. Like, I, I would never, you know, I would always try to give 100% in the room. So, like, you know, when a guy would catch me in something, I, I would go for it, you know. I, I think maybe, like, once or twice it, it happened, you know, where where I just – because the what it, I would do in practice was always, like, try to push my limits, like, to see, like, how far I could take it, you know. Like, okay, I would let, like, light, lightweight guys – I remember I let uh, uh, Benil Darush, I let him – I get on my back and then I would just stand up and walk around while he's like choking me and not and not defend and not defend at all. And then at the last second, when I felt like I was going to pass out, I would like reach back and defend, you know, to kind of push to push myself to see how far I could I could take my body. But then I like I stopped doing it in front of everyone because I was afraid they're going to think I had a fetish. (laughs) <laughs> what you do um one of the hard parts about coming from wrestling to jujitsu was wrestling's always like power out of this power out power out and i would always get caught in arm bars or knee bars and think i could just power out of everything and then not know when to tap when did you know when your arm was in danger or your leg was in danger or your neck was in danger that you had to tap I, well in practice in practice you know you you mo in practice it's like kind of like you got to check your ego and if you get caught in something it's fine it's fine to tap and and really that's the most important thing for like up and coming fighters because if you like go you know beyond the range of motion that you got especially with heel hooks okay heel hooks armbar you know I, I was always real flexible so i i really could like push the envelope there but with in in my in retrospect with my with the knee with the you know twisting uh circular knee locks not a straight knee lock but but like a heel hook or these type of things that put pressure on your lcl or acl these i think you really got to check your ego and tap when you feel the guy actually have the technique you can't you can't like really like play with it too much because the possibility for you to get injured is there. And then if you get injured like that, you're out for six months. So Cub Swanson yeah. happened to Cub. You took your ACL how many times? Four times, right? Yeah, I think so. Five maybe. I don't know. I, I just kept getting them repaired and going back out there. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's the life, you know, uh, life of a fighter. Sometimes you, and, and you know, do it. Same leg the most dangerous legs. place to get injured really is in the takedowns. You know, takedowns is usually the most the place that it's easiest to get injured in practice, where your your foot is planted, you know, or or your hand is planted, and then you get taken down. That's like these high, uh, you know, these these um, I, I don't know exactly the word like, but like these kind of things where the opportunity where there's a lot of mass going this way or that way uh from from the ground i mean from the stand up to the floor i think that's the most dangerous place but checking your ego on, on a tap out is really the most important thing for jiu-jitsu you know so same leg or both legs with your ace yeah I, I bust both of them because you know the the way things happen is you tear one and then your other leg overcompensates you know and then suddenly this one gets weakened and 
they blow out that one. It's just, you know, that that's how it is. The the reality of injuries is that once you catch one, you got to rehab it to the the fittest or you you know, you'll catch another one. Now, when you fought GSP, did you know that he had he had already tears ACL at that point? Did no. you ever target No, nah, we were ever? like young men when we fought. Yeah, we were we were like No, no. Nah, nah. We like I said, we we're, we we're both young, never been injured. We were back. it was like one of those uh things. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember hearing he got his ACL uh busted. That was years years later. Yeah. So TJ Brown, Jordan Griffin. I was rooting for TJ Brown because he came to my show in Arkansas. Super nice guy. He was winning this fight yeah. until he wasn't, until he got caught. Yeah. Now, which is like, would you rather get dominated and just outclassed in a loss? <laughs> Look, a win is rather, a win. A win is a win. But no, this, no, this is this this. Sorry. But like, would you rather lose by by getting dominated or lose by getting caught? Well, the problem with losing after getting dominated like that is now people kind of gave the game plan. Mm-hmm. You know, you you gave your future yeah. opponents a good game plan. It's a blueprint, is out. exactly. So if you if they see what your weaknesses are, very apparently, and really this dude on the top, you know, I, I hate to Monday morning quarterback this guy, but if he would have just like f- done a forward roll and gave up this top position for a second, he wouldn't have got choked unconscious. Like you know what I mean? Uh, if I was his coach, and I, I mean, I mean. Who the fuck knew that this guy could do this? This is such a rare thing to be able to do, though. Like, this is just some damn He-Man strength right here for him to damn choke this dude's chicken off right here. I mean, that's pretty amazing. I, I'm I'm glad I'm glad he won that one, but but damn, you know, you, you're right about no, I, that. He's getting beat. I mean, Bisping was saying, Bisping was saying, oh, he's not in danger. He's not in danger. No, he's definitely in danger. I, I knew it right when I was watching this, and I was laughing out loud at what Bisbin was saying. I was like, what are you talking about? This dude's neck is, like, looking tiny right now, you know? He's asking for a thumbs up, and he's out. Yeah. Yeah, he slept him. Is that crushing his esophagus? Yeah, he's crushing his esophagus. He's got definitely this left side carotid artery is pinched off and probably part of the right. Because see how deep he's in underneath the chin? Uh-huh. I mean, that's just some, you know, next level that's right painful. there. painful. Yeah, I mean, that that's a crush. But I'm surprised that, you know, just naturally you, you'll freak out and give up the top position. If you, if you get your neck caught in like that, the reality is you're supposed to, you know, front flip out and like spin back into him so that that way you take the pressure off the choke. But I guess he is one of those things where when a dude has like a superpower that you never seen before, you don't realize <laughs> it, you know, and he had that superpower with that choke. And, and, you know, it's one of those things where it doesn't work that 90 percent of people can't do that. And he's that ten percent that can. And when he caught it, the guy wasn't ready. Bisman gave you a shout out on the telecast. You hear it? Nah, I didn't hear That's it either. Cool. He said, "He said when I was preparing for Mayhem Miller, oh my body triangle." Triangles. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did hear it. Yeah, yeah, I heard it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's cool. Do you smile when you said that? Or do you least smile or be like, "Oh, he's talking no. about me"? Or how often do I smile? <laughs> yeah, I smile. But like really fucked up things happen. You smile. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, yeah that's gotta true. smile through um, the pain, baby. Of course. Hey, uh, wait, what uh, else so, happened on yeah. that card? There was one more. Uh, fight, Megan right? Anderson. Well, there was Megan. Megan. Well, there was a couple things. Come back, Megan Anderson. Megan. 
uh, who's like <laughs> six foot two, brunette. Uh, she knocked out her opponent, and Felicia Spencer was the girl who defeated fought Cyborg, and like Cyborg couldn't finish her. But this girl could take a pounding. Oh, my she God. She can take oh, a yeah, pounding. She yeah, she can Hell take yeah. a pounding. Hey, can you uh, do me a favor from now on? Like, when you talk about an attractive male, for, for me and Ween, uh, I want you to make sure to mention if he's blonde or brunette. All right, will you do that? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Or how big how or, or like sure. I want the same yeah. categories that I put my porn into for my fighters. If I, I'll talk if about his could. girth. Yeah, yes. girth. Um, yeah. So Felicia Spencer, uh, the thing is, who should Nunez fight next? That's the thing. Who has a better shot of fighting Nunez? Uh, this is a tough one because Megan Anderson has better, has more power, but Felicia Spencer has a better ground game. So. Nunez, it seems like if Nunez is able to walk through Cyborg, we'll be able to walk through Anderson, especially on the ground. It seems like both these girls are going to have a tough time with Nunez. Right. I agree. I think everybody, come on, we already know that everybody is going to have a, a tough time. But the, the girl she fought last time, I feel like, man, some updates to her jiu-jitsu and wrestling, I feel like that girl could could really... Because her kickboxing is so quality. What, what's her name? Jermaine Durand. Yeah, Jermaine Durandame. Yeah, she's awesome. Like, she really like impressed me with that last fight. But at the same time, you know, uh, Nunez has skills in all the areas. So she, you know, she got her down. She stayed on top. She, you know, uh, avoided the submissions. Now these other girls, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if we can talk about them in the same conversation. It, is that? I mean, I know you know all the rumors. Is that rumor to happen, either of those fights? Yeah, that the, like Nunez tweeted out during the fight. She said, uh, I'm, I got my eyes on this fight. And it, it's the problem is that the 145 division is very shallow. It's like, like four girls. There's, there's like four or five girls in this. So <laughs> it's who else is she going to fight? Mm. Does she stay? I mean, what, what else happens? They're just doing around Robin. Is that what's going on? They're just like. It seems that way. Huh. Like musical chairs. Um, I would almost, I would say that Megan Anderson is the more exciting fight to make. Especially if you, if you do it in Australia, then yeah. you have the big event. It's a more of a money maker. And she's you know, hot. And she, she's, yeah, but yeah, uh, but Spencer is more durable. We we we've seen Anderson get finished. We've not seen Spencer get finished, even by Cyborg. I don't know. I, neither of them really. I don't know. I, they should fight each other. And the winners. Yeah, that, that's the natural progression. They have things, fought each right? other, though. What happened last Felicia time? Spencer submitted Megan Anderson. Oh, yeah, 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 really quick. Yeah, so yeah I guess, like the first round. Yeah, so I guess Spencer wins. With so it's like a rear naked choke, I oh, think. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Well, that's news to me. I didn't know that. Now, the fight that I want to ask, two other fights on this card, was the Kudalaba fight. Yeah. Uh, where he was playing like rope-a-dope, and the ref stopped it. But was he hurt? Bro. I tweeted fake. I was like, mad as fuck because I felt like that was shit was just heating up. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, look, he yeah. did get look th this shot right here. Uh, oh, they stopped it. If you if you if you run it back a little bit, <clears throat> what we're gonna show is is that this kicks it, it uh, the kick that really hurt him like went through his arm and and bashed him and made him wobbly. But he was still just chucking them things, you know. And I get it too, like. The referee got hyped up. The guy did look wonky, but he was still moving forward. He was still defending yeah. himself. It was like the bad call. And, I mean, 
it's again, I, I feel like the best refs have fought before because you can stay calm in there. I, I doubt that 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 little guy has ever fought. Well, like, Jason Herzog's a good ref. I don't think he's fought before. He's trained before. But do you think he was faking it or do you think he was really wobbly? No, he was wobbly. This is Kevin McDonald, by the way, this the ref. Kevin McDonald um, is the ref. Yeah. Now, also, you think he should get fined for the beginning of the fight when he like didn't even shake the guy's hand? He went right towards the corner. He like charged no. him. <laughs> no, no, bro. You don't like, think he no, no. They, they, really? they. What do you mean? They face you. Face you off. They said, "If you want to touch gloves, do it now." No, it was before that. It was before that. It was I'm before saying, they touched gloves. You, you are not required to touch gloves with this fucking no, communist. So go fuck no. yourself, America. No, it's right here. It's he, like them. charged him. Oh, okay. Well, that, oh, I, I didn't see this. <laughs> My bad. Wait, what did he do? Come on, show me the whole clip. Oh, he's announcing oh so his stupid. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I say find him about 350 for that. Just like, I mean, that just made it more exciting. It looked like he was trying to make out with them, but it was unrequited. You know, maybe that's why this guy stopped the damn thing. Uh, you know, he was doing, you know, he was doing the Harlem shake and, uh, you know, they stopped the fight. Yeah, th th this is bizarre. I, I think he was just in the zone and just couldn't understand his, his, his spatial recognition software just fell apart at this time. The other guy, got, but the other guy, got, he got underhooks. He went right into I the know. guy's underhooks. He didn't I even saw like... that. It was quality <laughs> technique. Yeah, it was a, that was a good. That was good Greco-Roman wrestling. I learned that. I learned that one from Randy Couture and from uh, Dan Henderson. No. So, I mean, should there be a fine for this or no? For real, because you can't uh, do that. Look, man, I'm not. Look, I, you I got fined for. I got fined for getting jumped on national television. Okay, so I, I'm not in favor. <laughs> I'm not in favor of fining anybody for anything. Let the guys just fight. You know. Uh, just how much did you get fined for? I don't know, like fifty grand. Like it was a ridiculous amount of money. Wow. Really? Yeah. yeah because what? really? Yeah. Because of what? I'm supposed to. Uh, you know. I'm supposed to not go in the ring and ask for a rematch. Are you kidding me? I know, dude. Yeah. But didn't they tell you to go in there? Didn't they tell you to go in there? Somebody told me, but I don't know if it was them. <laughs> Did <laughs> like, you give a shout out to my homeboy, Jesus. Huh? Did the person who told you to go in there pay it or did you pay it? I paid it. Yeah. Listen. Really? Bro. Yes. You got to fucking live your life. You know, you got to take, look, the only thing you have control over is your own actions, okay? So take control of your own actions. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, 50 grand, that's bullshit. Well, you didn't even you know. put the hands on them. They, they put their hands on you. Yeah, All you said was, oh, I I got, yeah, I, I gave somebody business. I double-legged Nate Diaz, I think, and I fucking, I was giving him the business while they were giving me the business. I've been jumped before. Ain't nothing new. <laughs> I, I knew wow. what to do. I knew what to do. That's but, crazy. Uh, yeah. So look, that that uh that dude getting uh fake KO'd was like the low light of the night. And uh, every week, every week we come on the show mm. and bitch about <laughs> officiating, bitch about the judging. Okay. I'm just sick. I'm just I want a boring week. I want a boring week of fights <laughs> no, coming don't. up. No, no controversy. Yeah, no, like, okay, we all agree. <laughs> That dude whooped that dude's ass, and it's it's definite, and there's no crying about it, all right? The fight before this one was Diego Sanchez and Michelle Piera, and then the fight before that, 
forgot, but yeah, Diego, like every week the there's some crazy thing going on. Diego got very upset at me about our, our segment. I told me to go fuck myself. Did you tell um, him we got 50,000 views? He deserved it. No, I told him that I was like, I'm not allowed to make jokes. I'm a comedian. I go, why? Come on. I wasn't making jokes about him. I love Diego Sanchez. But you were making, uh, you were making jokes about his uh, so were you. grandmaster. Yeah, so but I'm me. And I'm a respected comedian out in these streets. Meanwhile, you're hacky hack sack doing a <laughs> hacky fucking hack sack. doing bullshit you on Kung Fu you? Masters. Fuck you, man. <laughs> I know how to get under this man's skin. My Mayhem man. is only saying this because you're not here down. to use your Hold power. Down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm only saying this because your power is nowhere near me. First of all, bullshit guy, okay, I'm not hacky hack sack, all right? I come up with original jokes we and know. millions of them. We know, okay? but you're so number sensitive, one. okay? We know, number, we know. Number two, okay? You don't want to, listen, I asked you to come to Muay Thai kickboxing class and we could exchange power, right? Yeah. And, <laughs> he did. And what, he and did. what happened? Who, bro, who, I bitched who out, bro. You're right. I bitched out. I was afraid. I was afraid to taste. I was afraid to taste the iron eight limbs of Adam Hunter. <laughs> so I said, I said, come to class. No, we'll send me pads. some footage of you. Send me some footage of you sparring and hitting pads, so no, I can be ready want, for this. I oh, want you to do yourself. I want you uh, to do it. I want you uh, to hold them for me. Oh God! Now I'm your uh, fucking personal trainer. All right, yes. you son of a bitch. I'm, I, I'm, 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 I'm giving you free rent. All right, so. Uh, Okay, here we go. Can I move in too? Yeah, yeah. yeah, me and Ween are going to fucking live in your pool house. Fucking, we're going to be your pool boys. Going to be rubbing, we'll gonna be rubbing on. lotion on each other all day. This is the worst episode we'll ever, bro. I can't believe that we're fucking doing this right now. We'll put that on fan, fans only. We'll get millions of yeah, dollars. Yeah, I feel like I'm watching your fans only page right now. This damn... <laughs> This damn seedy hotel room in the back, and the on the back lots of Vegas. Oh my God, bro! Right. I bet you're wearing a thong, man. <laughs> no. Oh, he is no. wearing a thong. Oh God, <laughs> bitch. Oh, All right, man. so let's talk about uh, Joseph Benavidez. That was sad because yeah. first of all, the guy misses weight by three pounds for a title fight. That's come on, man. What are we doing here? This is bullshit. What are we doing? And then. He was doing well, and then he told he wasn't. Uh, and I can't even say the headbutt was his fault or the other guy's fault because Joe leaps in with his head. It was just yeah. a clash of. Uh, I felt terrible for him though. You tell it really got to him. I mean, that was might have been the saddest post speech I've ever seen, except for the Cormier one when he lost to John Jones when he got head kicked the second time. It was it's hard to watch, mm-hmm. really hard to watch. Uh, worst case scenario. I don't understand why it you know. I didn't know they let the guy who lost, uh, you know, talk. If you just got your head battered in, it's probably not the best time to have a conversation. You know what I'm saying? That was supposedly the new rule, but yeah. I feel like they're the truck in the back tells them to do it. So yeah, I don't think it's like Bisbing's choice. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, let's talk about. Go on. What are you saying? Moving on. Please talk. I'm, I'm going to get shit on the comments for interrupting you again. No, so, uh, I'm fine. I it's did just... call that fight, by the way. I said Figueroa was going to win. I was the only one here. Uh, Ayan Kutalaba fight fucked up my parlay. Um, 
Okay, are you in like a, you're not in addition to being like a sex maniac? Are you also like a degenerate gambler? I am. A I feel very like bad there's a lot of gambler. addictive behaviors uh, yeah. going on in one body, bro. Like I do have addictive genes in my body. Uh, I don't gamble a lot of money. Maybe I do like one dollar parlays, but I'll do like four hundred of them. You know, so it's not that big of a deal. Where are you putting this money at? This out? is on the. I don't. I don't know if I should say. No, no, nah, nah, don't say it. But it's online. It's legal. It. It's not illegal. It's free. I mean, not free, but it's not. It's so you just like I'll you're always walking around with like a six dollar sweater on and a. Janky, this is an actual six dollar sweater. I know. Yeah, I, I'm well aware. I, I've Haynes. been to the six dollar <laughs> sweater store, yeah. but I'm just saying, like, you need to invest, like. I don't know, bro. Like, why are you like spending all your money on these pursuits of the flesh? I feel like maybe it, yeah. you know, I, this road is pretty short, dude. I, I don't want you to catch AIDS. Mm. You know what I mean? Lose all your money on a parlay. Yeah. You know, I don't. I, I want the best for you, Ween. I think this weekend's fights are going to be the last time I'm betting. Besides, <laughs> besides Tony Ferguson, I'm going to bet all I have on Tony Ferguson nice. to beat Khabib. Oh, Wait, wow. all you have. It's, it's like, like seventeen dollars. It's, like, it's like twenty bucks. He's throwing. He's kicking in his life. When savings. I say all I have, it's my it's my bankroll on the actual website. It's not my bank account. It's just whatever I put in, oh. which is like a hundred bucks. Oh, I just, okay. I just bet off of that pretty much. You know, <laughs> awesome. So it's not it's not Speaking too of, big right. of a deal. Speaking of betting, so Deontay Wilder, they're saying the third one's going to happen July eighteenth in Vegas, according to ESPN. That's rumors. Um, should he get a rematch that fast? I don't think his, his performance really deserved the rematch that fast, but it was one mm. bad fight. He won 30 or 40 fights before that. In a I'm row. pretty sure it's a, it's a clause in his contract, is it not? They both have to agree like, to I'm it. sure. Oh, yeah. they, and they, they both have to what? Agree to it, I think, to, to do the third fight. Yeah. I, I mean, know. look, I, now, I, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. He got mopped up so, you know, so one-sidedly that it's kind of like feels stupid to have a rematch. But, you know, I figure with a good coach and a good camp, I figure, you know, he could have a lot better showing and and completely, you know, negate some of that. Really, he needs to box. uh, He needs to box Fury like Fury boxed uh, Klitschko. It needs to be like more more of a boxing match and less of a wrestling match because that was the whole problem. He wrestled with that big man the whole time, and it just wore him out. After two rounds of carrying Fury's gypsy fatness on top of him, it was just, it was over. It was fucking game over. And, I mean, that was a great game plan by Fury. Like, that was all, I mean, that was one of my favorite boxing fights in a while just because I I felt like Wilder was going to come out and dance on him and he never got the chance, you know. He never got the chance. But this is not Rocky Three, where a guy yeah. could just kind of uh, do a whole. I mean, he 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 won forty fights in a row with the style of fighting. You're right. Just yeah. you. Can all of a sudden he become uh, a counterpuncher boxer? Floyd Mayweather type. Is, no, is that possible? He, yeah, it's possible. I think that he has the skills already to do that, but the game plan, he didn't expect uh, uh, Fury to come out and lay on him and dirty box him like that. He didn't expect that at all. I don't know. It was an oversight of his corner. His corner, I, look, I, I'm not the number one boxing fan in the world. Okay, I, I'll admit it. But his corner just seemed deflated from the get-go. After he, he lost one round, the guys were just like quiet, no good advice. They kept flashing to the corner. There was nothing. There was nothing. It was like a bunch of yes men uh, fucking going, you're doing great, champ. 
No, you're fucking not. Someone needs to tell him you're fucking up. This dude's, this white boy is whipping your ass. You need to step to the angle and put some long punches out there, you know, and jab. Like, what the fuck? Instead of wrestle with this guy, you know, I, it, it was just like, I don't know. I was getting frustrated. His corner was Mark Breland, who was an Olympic gold medalist, uh, amazing boxer. And I think he, he didn't let him into the dressing room at the end because he stopped the fight. Like, I think this. Uh, I think he's done. It's a huge riff now. Floyd Mayweather said he can teach Wilder to beat Fury. Hmm. Could he go with Mayweather? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'd uh, want that as my head coach. But at the same time, you know, I don't know. It, it definitely might help because here's why. Not because the reasons you think. Not because Mayweather's some magic motherfucker. It's that he has like all the resources he's like boxing royalty he has all the resources in the world and the network where everybody wants to be a part of the money team where he they could have like sparring partners to simulate uh fury style and and that i think is one of the most important components of a combat sports game plan is to having a dude who can emulate the style of your opponent so that way you know you can you can watch tape and visualize it all you want and, and drill techniques, but ultimately it comes down to uh, muscle memory and having somebody of the similar body type do a similar game plan so that your body can react. And I feel like that's the way to make a fighter, you know, uh, complete for the, for that night. On a side note, Mayweather came to a comedy show at the laugh factory had this hot black girl give him a massage on his head the entire show. Two hours would, of getting, That's not uh, distracting, is it? <laughs> that was her whole job. say shit about it? Did you fucking... I'm, did you, I, yeah, did you, I, was, I said some stuff about it, but he, he, he's like a night... He was, it was for Michael Blackson was the headliner, and I was opening for, for Michael Blackson. Now, Wilder had an interview that... <laughs> I know which one you're talking about. It's very black panthery. Like, can we uh, play it? Yes, <laughs> please play, play it. Deontay Wilder, because I, I I gotta get your take on this. Uh, I was looking forward to seeing the Deontay Wilder interview, um, where he says he's a king. Uh, he, do we have it, guys? He's a king. We're waiting for, and it's very professional wrestling like, which I like. I don't know. At, I, I don't know. Right, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Right. He finally breaks the silence. This is what he says. To all my loved ones around the world, I just want to let you know that I am here. Your king is here. <laughs> and we ain't going nowhere. <laughs> the war has just begun. I will rise again. <laughs> I am strong. He's taking a dump I am right a now. I can't take my pride. I am a warrior. I'm a king that would never give up. I'm a king that will fight to the death. And if anyone don't understand that, don't understand what it is to go to war. Don't understand what it is to fight. <laughs> we will rise again. We will regain the title. I will be back. We will hold our heads up high. 
Your king is in great spirit. And we will rise like a phoenix from the ashes and regain the title. I'll see you in a few months. Oh, man. Bro, that the is just... just begun. The war has just begun. All my love to all my people. Oh, what? I, so somebody look, wrote, no, no, and that's the weirdest thing. It's got fucking credits at the end. It's just him <laughs> doing a fucking Snapchat on the toilet well, with like this Kanye West Sunday service voice, and, and and the motherfucker puts credits at the end. You know what that that needs as at the end is uh, curb oh. your enthusiasm thing. Fucking ass, man. Listen, bro, that's some like post-traumatic stress disorder that he's been at the church talking with his pastor, you know, speaking in this kind of beat poetry. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Sort of talking like William Shatner. Somebody wrote, wrote, I'm a king, but the crown's too heavy for my head. Yeah, yeah. 45-pound crown. (laughs) yeah. I'd be like, I'm a to, this day. to this day, <laughs> Bob's oh, Yeah, I look. I mean, I, when he's going through a traumatic bunch of shit, dude. Like, you know, like that was bad. And the the strange thing is, hey, the fucking guys running the boards are now getting. You know, that really needed a toilet flush at the end of that video. Know, we need more sound effects. Ah, yeah, we, we, are you guys really gonna start fucking sound effecting on us? I appreciate that, but but uh, <laughs> you know. But but that you know I don't know, dude. <clears throat> what that is, I'll tell you what that is. That's the his ego bruised because he lost the damn fight, and he he also still has this like uh, thing that's been gaining steam. Where we've seen it, we've seen him like go from you know hardworking boxing champ to like this superstar and now his like sense of self is so inflated and he's got people telling him you're the king and you know you know you're you're awesome all the time that he just can't deal with it. he's making peace with it and he gets somebody to edit his snapchats now is anyone, yes our king is back like is anyone actually cheering after watching that or really excited Cause I feel like people are watching that and like rolling their eyes or being like, "Oh, dude, just just get back in the gym and work hard." We, we don't need you to be our king. We, we don't really have kings. Yeah. This is America. Yeah, yeah. Kings in England are just not really. We, we, nobody's I mean, our king. I was just pissed that he had his damn phone in vertical mode. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is that? Like, it's 2020, bud. It's a billion dollars. Turn, turn, I mean, turn your phone sideways. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you lost your fight, you were like. Uh, uh, cursing out the lady. That's uh, inaccurate. The, yeah. That's inaccurate. Let me oh, just go ahead and oh, stop it right there. There's that. Uh, I was trying to get a drink at the bar. The lady. Yep. Uh, the lady. Uh, the guy poured the drink. The lady. The lady at the back bar told me no. Uh-huh. And I walked off. And I said, I thought under my breath, "What a cunt." Uh-huh. She heard me, and then blew it up into like tight titanic yeah. purport yeah all of a sudden i was just the worst dude whatever but you and mark me, Munoz so. had to, and like mark mark Munoz had to make a speech about it or something he did ah bless his heart <laughs> i love that guy yeah he, he's the nicest dude poor poor guy so yeah I, my the the mayhem of old was like really like just 
burning every bridge behind me, just stomping on everybody's feelings all the time. I'm, I'm much more sensitive flower these days, you know? But, but yeah, first of all, that was under your breath. I mean, you you didn't know. You didn't, like, hey, you're a cur- yeah, yeah. If I wanted to give you a drink, you had a blown fucking ACL. You're looking out. You just Bro, wrestle fuck. Thanks for it. thanks for being on my team. Thanks for being on my team. You I needed a, you that. needed a but, drink. But trust me, I don't. No, you don't don't defend that behavior. That's that's rude, and that's not the way that you treat people, even under your breath. You cunt. All right. All right. Fine. I was just saying that you. I, I was just saying that you handled your losses differently than saying I'm a king. I'm oh, I, yeah. I guess. Well, but I guess it's better than like beating yourself. I don't know. Maybe that's his way of. Uh, no, he is. Uh, you didn't hear, bro. That was a lot of pain in the man's voice. Like he wasn't saying like, "Hello, my subjects. I am the king. I am the king. Your king is here. I am a fighter to the death." He was saying like, "I'm the king. I'm on my toilet." And I don't know. <laughs> that was it was like moments away from crying to the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme. Like that's what was going Damn. on there. I know. It's a bummer, bro. And people don't understand, you know, like when you know it's it's easy for us to sit here and talk about it. We didn't lose that fight. He did. Everyone thought well, he was gonna win that fight. Everyone thought he was gonna win that fight. Like pretty much. I mean there were there were some outliers there that were saying Tyson Fury, but after the last fight you know, it was so close, and uh, Deontay was so close to winning that fight that it, it, he really, you know, it's hard hard to accept that that shit just happened. On top of that, head injury, everybody forgets about that part. He got battered, and, and now, where say do you, think you don't of the have whole, a concussion. Now, yeah, I mean, I'm going to be rooting for him. I told you, I, I met him. He came to the comedy show. Yeah, the guy yeah. was super sweet, super polite. And I, I'll, I'll be Deontay all day. Um, although those videos I find entertaining. Um, <laughs> Which if, one? If, if not, I'm a king. I mean, it's just and I'm always I'm into that kind of stuff. Yeah. Now, I, um, the, there's a big conspiracy about the gloves. Have you seen this? Yeah. In the first fight, uh, it looked like his Tyson Fury's gloves were bending in a strange way. This is the first um, fight. This is the first fight. Now, I talked about this yesterday. Stitch came to my show, the famous Stitch. And he said this is ridiculous that people are thinking of this because his his hands would, 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 would break. And what's touching somebody with gloves like this because it was just – it's like hitting someone with like a pillow, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it does look a little strange. I'm not going to lie. It looks a little weird no. the way – like it's like right there yeah i, I watched this and this looks yeah this looks a little sketchy i mean granted he lost this fight or i mean didn't lose it was a draw it, was a draw. it looked like he lost this fight you know but the, yeah that right there to me looks real fishy you know uh it looks like he wiggled his hands down <laughs> he wiggled his hands down inside <laughs> his glove you know and this like He's like out there flipping this floppy thing at him, right? That's bizarre, first of all. And then when he hits him with this hook here, it just looks blatantly like he's punching Whoa. through his wrist. Yeah. Yeah. That that looks for sure fishy. But I always say it. 
if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. So how does that like benefit him though? Like what's the cheat here? Well, the cheat is look, you got to understand and everybody forgets this no, or nobody knows this outside the pipe business is that I, I could wrap your hand up and make it like a cast, right? You just using tape and, and, uh, you know, gauze. I can wrap it up so it's like a fucking brick. Right. Basically, you're just throwing a brick at the guy's face. So you know, a good a good uh, hand wrap man will make it so that there's a brick in your glove, and if you're not hitting with the padded part, you know, I mean, fuck. It, it, you you see what happens in the bare knuckle fighting championship, right? Yeah, you know yeah. It, it's a very it, it's very different. You get cut easier. You know this uh, the impact is like much more condensed. Putting all that mass, you know, putting that mass of foam on your hand, like really put puts a damp it dampens the strike. But punching right straight through it, like where it's just a, like an inch of leather. I mean, a quarter of an inch of leather. You know, it's a possibility that, that there's a. But why lot would this more only impact. happen in one round? Though? Wouldn't this happen? Wouldn't this happen every fight if he was doing this? Why, why are they isolating? It looks like it's happened four times. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe his his glove worked this way down. You know, and he just said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna punch right through this thing. I don't care." You know, if his yeah. if his glove worked his way down his hand, you know, because you got to understand during the clenches and and whatnot. You, the glove will work its way down. And if your corner man doesn't yank it back up, how are you going to get it back on? I mean, even OJ right. couldn't put his gloves on. So, <laughs> you know, it's like one of those things where uh, it was it on purpose. Fuck, who knows? And it, it's up to the uh, official because the official's right there. It's up to him to notice this thing happen and, and make a, a change in, in what the fighters are doing. But that that's a, right. I, I like this uh I like this Eddie Bravo level conspiracy that we got going. This is pretty awesome. It feels very conspiratorial but just because like the quality of this footage looks like it was taken from I, Area 51. It, yeah, it was, uh, it was on a potato but and also, I think in the first fight. The second fight he said there's no evidence of this happening in the second fight. I don't think. I mean, so it's like what are we going back to the first fight now? And well, like now that you're out, that's your homework while you're at the strat. I want you so go ahead and watch frame by frame the last fight, all right? And I want you to tell us if there, there's anything wonky going on with the gloves. And I want you to tell us if the earth is actually round. And I want you to tell us, did we land on the moon? These are all the important I questions mean, because we know that George Bush did 9-11. Yeah. Of course, obviously. Now, Pat Downey versus Gordon Ryan. Uh, so obviously Gordon Ryan is right now people are wondering if he's gonna make the transition to mma i don't know if he will i would like to see it he keeps beating up wrestlers too um he's the guy that went up against that guy from penn state uh bo nickel remember mm -hmm. we showed that so bounty is i think he won like some kind of some kind of huge and he was a kind of a problem guy in wrestling the bad boy of wrestling for a while but he's really good he's the guy that trained with colby covington so they had a jiu-jitsu match, wrestling match over the weekend. Um, and Pat got Gordon Ryan got him, but it took 20 minutes to submit him. But he, he submitted him kind of a half uh, by half Nelson. His shoulder gave out. But I guess Gordon said he was playing with him. But then Pat 10 nothing in 45 seconds in freestyle wrestling. So let's show a cut right now. Um, 
but and they charged twenty dollars for this, and it it was like their gym. It took Where place. was it? It was like in there. It was like no crowd. It was like in their own gym. I can't it wait to see fight. this footage. A challenge match <laughs> like the Gracie Dojo. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, it yeah. Was a if I know, if, if I would have been around, I would have went. I would have spent twenty bucks. All right, here we go. <laughs> Me too. So here's here's him wrestling. All right, so that's Gordon Ryan. That's Mako, by the way, who's an amazing wrestler. He was a, a two time national champion. Um, so here we go. Here's Pat Downey. Yeah. So he threw I mean, two wow. points right. There. That was a three pointer right there. He got him ass over tea kettle. That was pretty Four good. Pointer. It was a four-pointer. Oh, okay, my bad. Yeah. Um, which, I, I, you know what's crazy about freestyle wrestling? The rules have changed back 20, 30 years ago. Yeah, I know. I guess that. now if you, pick, if you throw the guy out of bounds, you get a point, uh, nah. which I didn't know that. That wasn't even a thing back when I was. And then uh, uh, yeah, a lot of moves now, even in regular wrestling, are illegal that I used. Like you can't figure for a guy's head to pin him, which is annoying too. So you there's can't a, check uh, his oil like, like you used to? Yeah. Uh, no, thank you. Yeah, no, you can't. You can still check his oil. So here, here. So then he goes, gets him right there, and two right there, two right yeah. there, 45 <laughs> right there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these guys fantastically outmatched. The, the, that dude's a savage wrestler. <laughs> you know, I, I, I just, uh, I don't understand. So you saying the other guy tapped this guy out in yeah, a this guy, Gordon 20 Ryan, minute match? Is, is a- yeah, 20, but he didn't really tap Matt. Like oh, it's in the other link, he just sort of hurt his shoulder. And I guess Pat is training for the Olympic team and didn't want to like hurt himself. Um, so here, yeah, here's him. He's just trying to do a regular choke, like actual. What? What? These dudes just gonna uh, <laughs> grapple every weekend? Like they just have like a, 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 a healthy that, rivalry? That... It's like me and you on the show. They just like try to try to fucking uh, uh, best each other all the time. I don't understand. Like, pretty, like, pretty, they got like this like inter office rivalry. They're just like taking each other down at the water cooler all the time. Yeah, I, I don't get no, it. Yeah. They have, did that rape choke ever work? It's called a rape choke, right? Yeah, we, I, like... I refer to it as the non consensual sex choke, but yes. Yeah, uh, does, does that? Yeah. Yeah, that's that a good work. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good strategy. I mean, look, mostly at this level of competition, it's mostly to wear the guy's neck out so you can choke him later with something else that's like yeah. more effective. But yeah, this this pressing down like this definitely wears a guy yeah. out. Yeah, for sure. Like, there's no way not to. I, you know, I, I like the transitions here. The dudes really are like, you know, flowing really well. You can tell this is like elite grapplers, like you know, moving back and forth like anacondas, but. um yeah, I, I I don't know. I, I just find it weird that these guys are always battling each other. There's like they do they live in like a small town where there's no one else to wrestle. I think they're in New York. Okay, well that's a pretty small town, I guess. The Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he's got to go to MMA, dude. Yeah. Well, so this guy is is he interested in doing MMA or what? Like, you know, and where's he training? So far, he beat what's his name? He beat uh, in like nine seconds. Like, what he beat? Olsnick uh, or something? That guy, the guy that always gets everyone in the um, Ezekiel choke. Alexander Olinick. Mm. When did they fight? Yeah, didn't he? Yeah, didn't he? Didn't he beat him in those? Uh, uh, he beat him in something. I think in uh, and then, and then he also he also beat what's his name? Uh, Gabriel Gonzaga real quick. Hmm. And then he, um, he he beats everybody. 
He beat Bo yeah. Nickel. Yeah, yeah. Well, he'll be in Bellator soon. What was that? Yeah. He'll be in Bellator soon. Thing, you think so? But he yeah. got him right there. He, the guy's tap, yeah, the guy's taps to that though. Because yeah. I guess he just hurt his uh, I think he just hurt his shoulder. But then he wouldn't let go. Well, yeah, like that's he's tapping. bizarre. He's tapped. He tapped out like twice already. Yeah, but he won't let go. What do you mean he's he like, won't no. let go? The referee. <laughs> like, look. He's like, I'm in severe pain, man. Man, yeah, that looked fun. <laughs> that was the weirdest tap out I've ever seen. Um, what the? It, what the hell are these shenanigans? And I like that the referee is just wearing like toe socks. You know, it's like a so such a strange... that's so disgusting. You're yeah. just absorbing all the sweat into your socks. Perfect, just strolling around. Oh, it is a black guy. Wait, refuses to let him tap is the damn thing. No. He didn't refuse. Like the referee is supposed to do his goddamn job. Did this referee? Uh, did he, did he? Is he the one who stopped that other fight too? And it's the same referee just standing there doing nothing when doing nothing when the guy is injured. And then, like, stopping the fight when the guy's not injured. You know, I, I, I just, I, I love this sport. It's such a ridiculous <laughs> carnival that we're in. Like, <laughs> there's not even, like, not even a crowd here. It's like the guy's backyard or something. This whole thing. And he tapped out to, like, a half Nelson. I guess he injured his shoulder. Yeah. Is that Hednado refing the fight? <laughs> That's racist. Uh, or or, or that hacist, as they hacist. say in Brazil. All right, so moving right along, uh, yeah, fight please. this week. Uh, Israel, uh, Israel, um, Adesanya. Adesanya. God damn. Adesanya. The fuck, bro? <laughs> like the hottest Adesanya. prospect in the game right now. Are, are you worn out? Did He's you forget your bang energy drink today? <laughs> yeah. I'm off Adderall, and then he's taking Romero. Uh, Romero says all Israel has to do is make one mistake, and the fight's over. I think that's um, accurate. <laughs> yeah, but can he win if he doesn't make a mistake? Like, is that is that his only game? Is that his you know? Game? I, you know, before I I really I was really on the style bender train, but I've rewatched his fights. I rewatched his last fight, and I kind of I've evolved on the subject. I think that it's a much more dangerous fight than we're giving Yo Romero. Like. Yo Romero might be able to knock out Stylebender in the first round because Adesanya does this thing where he like just leans back out of range and Romero charges forward like a bulldog and throws dynamite. Mm -hmm. So I think before I was thinking, oh yeah, you know, Stylebender's gonna flash on him and it'll probably be an easy fight. And and I still think as the fight progresses over time, I think that it's possible that that Adesanya wins the fight over three rounds. But I think that that first round is a very dangerous gambit for Adesanya. Like it's very dangerous. It's much more dangerous now that I watched his last fight over again and realized that he does the classic mistake of a guy who's fast and uh, explosive where you just sway back and eventually you run out of room. Uh, and he's never fought anybody who charges forwards with that like, kind of blitz attack. So I think Yo Romero might be able to take it in the first round. I agree. I have your... Now, when you spar with Anderson Silva, is he doing that? 
Nah, it was like more, you know, move, we were working. It was like, uh, yeah, he did head movement like that. But yeah, I, I would, you know, push him back because I know that the way to defeat somebody who's like a, a quick guy who sways is to keep pushing him back against the fence. Like, that's the strategy, yeah. Did you ever train with um, Vandalay Silva? All the time, yeah. Yeah, I trained with him no, a lot he, at Kings, yeah. I heard he yeah, was trying to knock everybody out. Yeah, yeah, we had some good ones, yeah. We had some good ones because, you know, like I was real good shape. You know, he's a, a little older, and it was like, uh, I don't know, that was an honor. Yeah, that was an honor to train train with Vanderlei and uh, have some have some uh, wars inside the gym. That, that, was, uh, did he, did, that was fantastic. Did he uh, what's that? Was he going for your head? Was he throwing? Yeah, for sure. Those yeah. crazy hooks? Yeah, yeah. I gave him the business too, and I, I, he taught me a lot. Like the, I learned more in one session with Vanderlei than I did, you know, for years at other gyms because he had these veteran tricks that just like you can't get from anything else but experience. So when we would clench, you know, he would he would uh, you know uh, do. I actually learned that um, shoulder check from him, the one that uh, the one that Conor McGregor is so famous for. That's the first place I saw it. Is like you shoulder check into the guy's face. That's the first place I saw that technique. And uh, yeah, it's like amazing um, to see like when you when you get like um, you know the OG dudes how they can coach you. And it's weird because now I'm that OG dude, and so I'm like showing, I'm like kicking down the knowledge to to the fighters and it, it, it feels like uh, the circle of life. We're going to get you some. What was some other, uh, what were some other veteran? No, I mean, I trained with everybody, bud. I trained with no, everybody. Oh, just, uh, Oh, clench stuff where, <clears throat> you know, it's not like, um, you know, it, it's not the big moves that you see that you really notice inside the cage or, or the ring, the big moves is not where the fight is won. I, what I realized was it's these little ones, like uh, turning the guy a little bit off balance and then striking, you know, like uh, getting off your shots from an angle, uh, releasing the clinch, letting go of the clinch and hitting, because it may not knock the guy out, but what it does is chip away at his exterior. And so over the course of the fight, you know, it's all about that power, like getting that power bar down little by little. Yeah, sure. If you throw a big right hand and land, yeah, that's going to take a big chunk, but these little details like clenching and throwing an uppercut off a break, that that's the type of stuff that really wins the fight. Cause all those little battles add up to the big one. Whenever I do sparring in Muay Thai, I could always land my jab, but I could never land my right. I, I could never, I could like, I know, how, how do I land my right hand better? <laughs> well, you got to find, a, you got to find the, the spots to do it. You got to not reach with your hand. I don't know what your particular problem is, but in order to find it, you have to ex, extend it, extend it fully. You know, you got to, if you're, if you're landing your jab, that means, okay, well then, you know a little bit where your range is. And the most often mistake that fighters make is cheating their right hand. Like they don't, you think you're sending it as far as you can reach it, but really you don't turn your hips. You know, most guys like will, will paw with their jab and then throw their right hand like they're hitting the heavy bag. Well, that's not the way you, you do it. You, you're not, 
you're not hitting a heavy bag. You're hitting a, a active guy who's moving. So you have to twist your hips and find your full range in order to land the right hand. I mean, in general, you could just, you know, you're probably fucking it up. I am fucking it up. I'm, I mean, I'm honestly ask bro. Me. No, no so one man. Saying- no, no, no one man should have all that power. <laughs> Thanks, Kanye. Um, Jay-Z, right, you let's racist. Talk about, oh, yeah, that point. was our breakdown no, uh, of Yoel versus Adesanya, everybody. <laughs> yeah, well, no, like, no, anybody <laughs> look, nobody had a nobody had a conflicting opinion, and then we got rambling off on the other way. This guy didn't take his ADD meds today, so suddenly we're off on another. Does anybody now, think that style? Because I feel like the general consensus uh, of everybody is the style bender is too good to lose, and you're the you're. But you're a fucking weirdo, so nobody cares about your opinion, okay? Yeah. My opinion, I'm always right, like, 98% of the time, all right? No, so, you're not. Yes, I am. It's been well-proven, well-documented that I'm the most right on this show all the time, okay? My expert in my field, all right? What do you think, Adam? Let's hear your stupid opinion. I think that uh, while I, I like y'all, I think that he's a little bit too long of the tooth and he gets tired quickly for sure um i think that israel seems like he doesn't get tired that fifth round against kelvin gastelum he just had like was it third round or fifth round uh he just had so much energy um and i just think that uh i think yol doesn't necessarily perform in title very well it's like he somehow like even with the jockery fights he just something happens to him where he just uh he wins the fights to get to the title shot, but then he loses when he's there. Mm. Um, a lot of people had so, him beating Robert Whitaker though in the second fight because he dropped him a bunch. Yeah, and both, it could have been stopped, arguably. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, but I just think that I think Izzy's got it. I think he's just too young, good. But what I I was watching the um, embedded special, and Izzy was in her doing a he was he was. Uh, he has a ritual where he pretends it's his post-fight shower. So he plans what he's going to do after he was in the shower. And he's, like, going around and like, and, like, raising his hands and doing all. Did you ever do that? Did you have rituals? Yeah, yeah. Uh, all my post-fight showers were sponsored by Herbal Essences. So I basically just had an orgasm uh, in the shower every time. So just, uh, Weren't you? yeah. That's a bizarre yeah. ritual. I'm glad I didn't watch that. I, I think I would be. I'm gonna need a link to that. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna have to, gonna have to link this guy to the. I just gotta, you know, for my betting for betting purposes. Yeah, I gotta for see why he's the favorite. Like, what kind of piece are we dealing with? You know, six five black dude or who has a bigger piece, Adesanya or Yoel? That's what the fans really want. Uh, it's a tough one. Uh, I don't know. I think Yoel's but, um... piece is like as thick as a fire hydrant, but um. Maybe Adesanya's is a lot longer. Are you all out gay now? Is this is this is this real? I thought, do you even have a girlfriend still? Yeah, I do. But no, no, I'm, that's the beard that he was trying to get. Yeah, I'm non-binary. I don't know what I am. I'm waiting to figure it out, dude. But let's just say I'm non-binary, queer. Uh, Bro, he's gender liquid. I'm, you know, it's gender fluid. You son of a bitch. I'm fluid gender, uh, non-binary. I'm actually in a queer studies class right now. It's, it's a sort of like helping me transition into so my, I. Into finding my true identity. 
Now, but most of your post-fight showers had three Asians in them, right? Yeah, or four undoubtedly. Asians. Six Asians, yeah. Just, you know, just gotta, you gotta keep them stacked in there. Have you called any of your ex-girlfriends about since this whole thing has happened, since the coronavirus, and, and made sure they're okay? <laughs> no. No, but, I, you know, I, I, I go, yeah, I'm visiting them at the graveyard now. It's a real oh, come sad. on. I want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> you're the one. You're the racist one with the Mackie Asian jokes about coronavirus. You're fucking racist. I just asked. I, I know. I've been to your party before. That birthday party was insane. It was ruined. It was like. Yeah, like uh, this, the like three a, subjects that this guy can't stop talking about. Jail, it was like a Asians Pokemon and, Go convention. Yeah, it was. It was a Pokemon. It was thousands. Thousands of Asian women everywhere with like swords and shields <laughs> and glow sticks. I moved on. And, I'm, I'm I'm past that now. That, that's that's not that's all not what I'm about anymore. <laughs> but I appreciate you. Hat, the one with the fur hat, and you were like, "This is the Queen Shell or something." Like there was like you, they you all had nicknames for them. It was it was insane. It was it was her name was Aquafina. It, it wasn't a nickname. That was a real name. <laughs> oh, that's the one that has the show now. Yeah. That's part of the your harem. Yeah, right. look, you're you're buffering All right, so, right there. Uh, Maybe turn off the okay, porn so, on the other channel. Uh, Speaking of <laughs> women, so uh, Welly Yang uh, is is fighting Ian um, uh, Junchek. Oh, the Yang Gang. Yeah, I think that I think that Joe. First of all, she actually was very affected by the coronavirus. She said that she was going from home to the gym when she was training in china i watched it she couldn't go anywhere else i'm like man you were training you you still be the champion um so and then uh then she land in february they get out of the china and then she had to go from thailand to dhabi to the u.s all this month and last month because of the whole coronavirus and she it seemed like she's not feeling very well she called her mom to complain about it Mom, I'm not feeling well. Blah, blah. Her mom said, you know, a lot of people have a lot of work to do. You know, I don't know. It seems like she's got a lot of distractions. Yeah. And I, Joanna is looking good. Yeah, yeah. I, I got I to think that if, like, an epidemic sweeps your country, that it's going to be kind of difficult to get around and train. Like, they have some type of uh, – I'm not sure. I, I read that a lot of places have, like, a curfew. Like six o'clock, everything closes. Yeah. Like they don't want people, you know, commiserating and spreading the spreading the virus everywhere. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of like a apocalyptic vision of the future, where you know, if that hits America, and it's, I mean, it already here a little bit. Like, what the hell are we gonna do? You know, like er, Americans not gonna stop hanging out at Starbucks. You know, I, I feel like nobody's gonna. <laughs> wear a mask there you know everybody is like too american for that so yeah it's got to like destroy your training camp in a way but i mean it's probably more important that you don't catch the coronavirus and die you know or or uh at least get really really sick you know i, I guess it's two percent uh death rate on the thing and i mean yeah it's definitely gotta fuck up your training camp so we'll see i i hope you know, I hope she doesn't get it. I'm calling for first round knockout for Wiley Zhang. Man, you would probably roll really? Zhang. I, I would. 
So a muscular build. Uh, I mean, you see it when she wakes up on, the, on that thing. You're like, oh wow. Even like at first in the morning, she woke up she just like she's jacked. The girl's just like one solid muscle. Um, yeah. So if Rose and Amunis can knock out Joanna, what is Willie Zangdang going to do? You know? Well, that's a, that's a, but that's not a fair thing to say because MMA math doesn't work, and just and I don't think Joanna was expecting Rose to do it in the second fight. She was expecting it. Um, I, I just think Joanna had a, her ex-boyfriend cheated on her. She was going through some of her ex-fiance. was going through some rough things. Seemed like she wasn't guessed. I don't know. Her head wasn't in the right place. I'm, I'm picking a – I'm telling you, like you said, right now, a good bet, if I was a betting in Vegas, I'm tempted to pick Joanna and Romero because you could probably get some good on that. And they're live underdogs. Live. So, I don't know. Well, how big an underdog is Romero? Because like I mean, plus 220, something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's about right. And then, and then what's Joanna? She's like plus one something. So it's not too big of an underdog. But the parlay might be a pretty good one. Yeah, I'm going to do that um, when I get home. So, uh, yeah. Also on that card, uh, Sean O'Malley, who hasn't fought in two years, which I that can't sucks, believe it. Dude. Kids, uh, he's fighting. Uh, Dracar Close, who's a kid who's uh, 11 and one on a three-fight winning streak, he beat Bobby Green. But Bobby Green's one of these guys who they say is an practice star. I don't know if you ever train with him. Yeah. They say in practice he beats everybody, but then some the, the, the bright lights kind of fuck him up. He also talks in the octagon, like he's constantly cursing the guy out, which yeah. I think he keeps losing split decisions. I think that pissing off the judges by cursing the whole time and they're giving it to the other. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not kidding. No, I know. I think you might be right. You know, it's like one of those things where if you're the bad guy, they're going to, you know, look against you and he's kind of being the bad guy. It's part of, you know, that's part of his strategy is to like kind of try to get the, in the guy's head. And he's just naturally like that. He's a dude who like, likes to talk smack. So, you know, maybe you're right. Those split decisions go the other way. Have you ever was talking shit to you during the fight? Huh? No. no. Have you ever fought a guy that? Was... No. Mm. Nah. Nah. Not one fight. Always talk shit to you. Nah. I was. I mean, maybe they were, but I wasn't paying attention. I was uh, paying attention to fighting. Mm-hmm. So. Do you ever talk shit to? The... Maybe I. Maybe it happened. I can't remember. I'm sure it happened. Hey, I, I talked shit for sure. Uh. Oh yeah. What did you did. say? Never mind. Yeah, never mind. I, I remember. What? Say it. Uh, this dude, I remember this guy, Phil M. Singer, was just like this just savage-looking Nazi dude tattooed all to the hilt. And uh, I was like gangly. Like, real. I was early in my career. And uh, I remember uh, the dude was talking shit to me. Like, uh, he got me d- down. And it was trying to ground and pound me. Yeah, I remember now. Okay, I remember now. He was like trying to get me down. He was trying to ground and pound me. And he was like, like uh, uh, I caught him in a triangle. And I started telling him, go to sleep. Go to sleep. Just sleep. And I was just kind of making a joke. And he was like, fuck you. And then and I slept him. Yeah, I slept nice. him. Yeah, yeah. It was ridiculous. Now when you- and no, I, I remember because like. Sure dog guys were at the ring at the table and they heard this conversation. They were on the ringside, so they heard this whole conversation go down. Yeah, that was that was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I did have talked. When shit. you gave Galloway a noogie, 
What did he say to you? Uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. No, you know, that was a, like a, a very physically demanding fight. And and I was um, busted on one knee. And uh, I uh, we, we got clenched up like late in the third round. And he was like, oh. Uh, tired and I was like yeah me too <laughs> it was like a camaraderie in there I was like yeah me too and I tried to take him down yeah I remember yeah there's like you know you can't you can't help it there, there's like uh, there's a beauty in in this savage sport we call MMA now when you went into that weigh in you had a gas mask mm-hmm. um, why did you have a gas mask and do you still have it just in case yeah um, I don't know. You always ask me these questions. I don't remember what yeah, you're I talking about. Yeah, go deep in that vault to retrieve these memories. Yeah. I know. I'm like shaking loose all those chicken bones. Um, I think you said because he looked like he smelled a fart all the time. Oh, he had like a fart. If you just want to Is tell your what? jokes, just tell your joke. <laughs> no. I'm Actually, you're serious. telling my joke. You're telling my joke no, that I said a million not, times. It was unrelated. It was unrelated, and I, you know what? But hats off to you for working in an ancient Twitter joke no, that I got going I on. I made that I swear to God. I never. I always thought that you wore a gas mask because you smelled a fart all the time. Hilarious. I'm not fucking kidding, Adam. So, uh, really hey, so are you going to put... Are you, are you going to... Man, are you going gonna to put some money on Romero or what? Oh, come on. Come on, I, I was man. honestly... All right. So, uh, um, yeah, probably 50 bucks. Yeah, nice. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm in. And then, yeah. And then Max, <laughs> uh, who else? Max Griffin is taking on Cowboy Oliveira. Uh, Cowboy's on a three fight losing streak. I think they're trying to get rid of him. Men uh, screwed on split decisions. So I hope he wins. Uh, and then Lee versus Magny. Um, Magnus coming off a huge loss to Ponzinibbio. That was a fight where people were begging the ref to stop it because he just was getting pounded. There you go. Um, uh, he was uh, he was uh, getting pounded. So <laughs> all her is getting what? pounded. He's Bro, getting pounded. I know. All you keep saying is getting pounded. I, the, the the I don't know, man. Uh, the Wi-Fi at the Strat is like a little questionable because you keep no, talking Neil about Magnus. getting pounded. <laughs> Neil Magnet, you hear me Get now? pounded? Oh, fuck this. Uh, <laughs> Neil Magnet Neil fought Ponzinibbio. Can you guys hear me? Neil Magnet fought Ponzinibbio. We, we only hear getting pounded. Getting that's, pounded? That's all we hear. Forget this. Hashtag Forget getting it. pounded? Shut up. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you. Oh, man. Hey, what, what are you doing in that hotel room later? Not Nothing. Why? Getting pounded? Are you guys coming to the the fights with me or what? No. Getting pounded? Why? Because we're getting pounded, obviously. We've got to do some pounding. Oh, my bad. All right, what are you guys doing this week? All right, let's let's, let's wrap up the show. What do you got coming (laughs) up? The show is wrapped up, bro. We got this, bro. We stopped recording 40 minutes ago. Yeah, we're not even recording. And nobody listens to the end of the show anyway, (laughs) by the way. Everybody just listens to the first half an hour, and then they're out of it. So I I hope we just fucking packed a lot of MMA knowledge in that first half an hour. Because at this point, I'm just, we're, we're done. Like, Yo Romero is going to win. Itasanya 
will win in the later round. Zhang Bang is going to cough in the mouth of <laughs> what's her name. And I mean, that's just the long and short of it, guys. Uh, MMA unlike, Rush unlike is on Wing fire. Dogs, unlike, unlike Wing Dogs, penis it up. Um, so what do I got coming up? Because he doesn't use condom. That's why. Do you guys hear me? It's yeah, like oh, every yeah. other word you say gets cut out. I know. It's like, basically, God is censoring you with all, right, all these wacky jokes. Can, can you guys read, can you read my schedule at least? No. Put it up there. No, it? put it at his website. We don't have your schedule. Go, get, go to adamhunter.com for his damn schedule. He's going to be at the Strat this weekend. Next week, he's going to be in fucking Podunk, Rhode Island. The week after that, he's going to be on the Corona cruise ship to <laughs> coughing in each other's mouth. Okay, A week after that, be in quarantine in Wuhan, doing an American talkie show. Okay, And then uh, on, uh, on March... March the fifteenth is going to be oh, he's killing himself. celebrating, he celebrating he has his International oh, no. Women's Day with uh, uh, a benefit show at, at a male to female transitioning clinic. Nice, <laughs> bro. I, I broke him. I broke him. Now he's doing drugs because of you. Drugs, bro. <laughs> Don't right. lose yourself in drugs, and that better be medical. All right. All right, so uh, we'll see you guys later. Um, AdamHunter.com. Why do you uh, give your you. phone number out? Oh, shit. All right, <laughs> so you guys are the best. I love you. You're guys. the best, bud. Have love a good one, too, Adam. Man. See you next week. I'll take care. I love you guys. You guys are really the best. Bye bye. All right, now that he's gone, let's actually start the show now. Let's yeah, yeah. start from the top. Uh, oh, crap, he's still here. Asshole. Oh, crap. I can hear you, you fucking it. asshole. Cut him, cut him. <laughs> You're the, you're the fucking worst. No, we love you, dude. Have fun at the fights. Trap, sons, and trap, don't sons. Two new sons to hook them, don't put land. Tanda stolt and don't put a moral tie.